Welcome back, dear listeners, to the Pasithea Powder. The following recordings continue the thorny tale of Lieutenant Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez, two miserable women from the planet of Cassandra and the secrets they discovered after the war. Last time, Sophie had a very disappointing birthday. Jane and Moreau finally made some headway in their tumultuous working relationship, and Jane and Sophie had a little spat. A very special thanks to premium patrons Cece Fong and Anonymous, who helped make this episode possible. This is episode 18, The Truth. Let us begin. Hey, sis. I know it's the middle of the night for you, sorry. Lost track of time, forgot about planetary orbits. Thanks for sending me the video of Ferris opening his skates. Looks like his balance is better than it was at Christmas. They're not kidding about kids changing fast, huh? I'm sorry I'm missing it. Tell him I think they're rad, okay? And I want to see him do a flip next weekend. Things with Gonzalez have gotten... weird. Well, weirder. You know, sometimes she seems like a reasonable person who knows what a precaution is, and sometimes she'll say something and it's just like, oh god, someone let this baby around power tools and now she thinks she's the expert. It's the Cassandran thing. Like, they have 500 years of thinking of armed conflict as something that happens in books and streams and not something people actually do, and then three years of scuffle with us, and it's like they're inventing paranoia from scratch, but they don't have all the kinks worked out yet. That's a think piece free to a good home, if you want it. I don't know what to think, honestly. On the one hand, I still think this whole job is a waste of time. And I'm still angry that no one asked me if I was down to waste my time for 10 to 18 months until How gets re-elected or the others eat Eleanor Lopez live on the telescope. On the other hand, I don't know, if we could pull it off, that would be something. Sorry, one second. Let me put you on hold. Who is it? It's me. Who's me? Seriously. Do you honestly think everyone in the PSA, Cassandra, and Medea recognize you by voice? Will you just let me in, please? What's up? Okay, well, you were right. I usually am. Moon wouldn't sign off on extra hours with the other, and I went back and double-checked the security. I don't think there's any way we're getting back in there without the entire ASD knowing about it. Told you. Yes, I know. You don't need to keep pointing it out. Anyway, if we go back to basics... Is that a notebook? Yes. Sorry, let me rephrase. Is that a black-and-white composition notebook like the ones I used in grammar school? We can't exactly use the official lab book for our notes, Moreau. Can I continue? Do you need to critique my choice in pen, too? How about my shoes? My socks, do they pass muster? Sorry. Sorry. Continue. What are the basics? As I was saying, at our last meeting, we discussed the importance of measuring passivate exposure on non-human nervous systems as a data-gathering tool, particularly because the others are susceptible to a tool designed specifically to alter human brain patterns. We theoretically have access to an ideal subject, one that has undergone passivate exposure not once but multiple times across 10 days, and one that we expect to expose again in the future. Except we don't have access to it. Exactly. So... Is that a pro-con list? Shut up. What I'm wondering is, if we can't get free access to an other, what if we had free access to an Egerin? That's not happening. I can reach out to some people. Oh, really? 
You got an Egerin on speed dial? Let me figure that out. What I'm asking you is, if you had access to an Egerin, could you interpret that data to help? Yes, obviously, that would be insanely useful. And yes, obviously, you couldn't do it without me. Okay, great. Plan B it is. I'll keep you posted on my progress. Gonzalez. Good talk, Morel. Gonzalez! <sighs> Fucking Cassandrans. See, it should not have been doing that. How long have you been down here? Why, I was done asking after me? Just curious. I'm done with the walkthrough, by the way. Great. Let me guess. No infractions, everything in its right place, just like yesterday. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, I have to ask, what's your deal? I have thought that once we were both lieutenants, I'd see the other side of you, but... I know there's a rebel in there somewhere because of the mezcal. I like a drink. I wouldn't say that made me a rebel. So... If I asked you to tell me what you really think about Captain Dunn... You first. <laughs> yeah, okay. In my experience, things like that have a way of getting back to the wrong person. Sure, but... Sometimes there's a right person to say these things to. Is it weird to thank you for what you said at my court-martial? Or didn't say, I guess? That is a little weird. It was nothing. If you don't take the credit, you don't have to take the blame. Lieutenant Steptoe will figure that out eventually. So will you. Holy shit. <laughs> if you're thinking I got this assignment to punish me, you're probably right. But I'm looking at it as an opportunity. The PSA is going to take either Cassandra or Medea into the Strategic Alliance. That's just a fact. If it's us, I want to be ready. If it's not us, I want to be ready. Captain Dunn is... Captain Dunn? But this is still a PSA ship. I don't think that's a fact. You don't think the PSA wants to absorb us? Oh, they definitely do. The only thing stopping them before was we weren't worth the effort. Cassandra and Medea were strong, and our trade relationships were stronger, and the PSA didn't want to shit where it ate. But then, Medea went I and- I know what Medea went and did. Right. So now we're not as strong anymore. And, secrets out, neither are they. Medea. They lost almost as many citizens as we did. They bankrupted themselves. And on that, fuck them, they did that to themselves. But I went on that whole friendship delegation tour across the PSA cheek and jowl with Medeans because we still hate each other, but we needed to believe that we didn't. That we're still strong and together and not down for any PSA bullshit. But we're not. No, we're not. So what in all of that was supposed to convince me that the PSA can't take its pick? Reina Valencia- Reina Valencia is... my queen who I love. Reina Valencia decided that the best way to climb back out of the hole Medea put us in was to rebrand. We used to profit off Azulene. That got taken from us. There is no partnership with the PSA. Anyone who says so is stuck in a waiting room they can't see. It's only a matter of time. Shit, Salazar. I think I liked it better when you weren't talking. 
Okay, you're convinced we're all just seconds away from takeover. How are you so calm about this? Don't you want to do something? I've never felt the need to greet adversity by blowing up my life. It just doesn't sound productive. You know, I think I used to be more like you. I doubt that very much. You have been disconnected by the recipient. Connect me again. Connecting you to David Allegros. Don't hang up. You don't even know what I'm going to ask you. Look, Jane, I don't want any trouble. It's a little late for that, David. Okay, I don't want any more trouble. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk to you from a legal standpoint. Or if I should talk to my lawyer first. I'm not here to recruit you, if that's what you're worried about. I have a perfectly capable team on Nemea. Why would I bother with you and Costa? Yeah. We heard you got Weber. What's he like in the lab? I heard him speak once at a conference in Telos. Incredible brain. Seemed like a nice guy. He's fine. How's... How are you? Oh, we're all fine here. Is it still just you and Costa? Or do they have everyone else out of the palace, too? I just really feel like this might be a planetary security risk. We're not fighting a war. I'm not on the other side. So you're not calling to talk about the Pasithea delivery system? No, I'm not. Back when you were a professor, you worked in the Xenoantho building for a while. You, you shared an office with Dr. Edward Rosenberg. I, yes. Do you need to get in touch with Ed? No, I need you to get in touch with Ed. The Xenoanthropology Department at the University of Santa Pedra has two Egerin specimens in its collection. The only specimens outside of the PSA, actually. I want you to call in a favor with your friend Dr. Rosenberg and have him ship me one. <laughs> I hope you understand how much that is not going to happen. What part do I need to go over again? Those specimens are invaluable to scientific study. They cost millions of credits to maintain. They've been part of the university's collection for 85 years. They're not going to send one to you, of all people. David, I need to tell you something. There's nothing you can tell me that would make this less impossible. You might as well call in a favor with Michael and ask for the king's emeralds. It's just, it's just not going to happen. I did call Michael. You did? Last week. We had a conversation. David, he told me Isabel is still alive. No. He told me Isabel didn't have a heart attack. She took Pasithea, she didn't have anyone to guide her through it, and now she doesn't remember anything. Not any of her work, not even her own name. That's... that, that can't be right. It, it, it can't be. You can find out if he was telling the truth more easily than I can. They're keeping her somewhere. Maybe in the palace. Maybe in another safe house out in Santa Viola or somewhere more remote. Stick your nose into something for once. Feels right, though, doesn't it? God. If I can crack this, if I can undo what we did, I can help her. But they, they had a funeral for her. Her wife wore her diamond. We both know how easy that is to fake. David, it's Isabel. I know you probably hate me, but it's it's for her. Please just talk to Rosenberg. I'll talk to him. 
I can't promise anything because he's going to think I'm crazy. But I'll, I'll give him a call. Thank you. Say hi to the kids for me. Don't make me change my mind. Hi, Jane. I wanted to be an adult. I wanted to get back in touch like an adult because I, I don't know, suddenly decided to evolve past the silent treatment as if that was ever going to be a thing I suddenly evolved past. You've met my mom. I think she's a world champion. So I had this whole idea, like, I'm going to take a shower and put on some nice fucking lotion or something and center myself with some therapeutic breathing and call you, but no, nope. Because 10 minutes ago, I saw Captain Dunn trying to dose himself with Pasithea powder. And before you ask, no, it wasn't hypnos. You want to know how I know it wasn't hypnos? Because there was Dunn, and there was a regulation Pasithea gun, not his, by the way, fucking dismantled next to him on the bedspread, and he had, like, little syringes all lined up, like he was right in the middle of siphoning it off when he thought, fuck it, I can't wait another second. Oh, and so you definitely have another question here. What was I doing in his bedroom? Good question. It seemed like an okay thing to do at the time. What's the worst that could happen? I have walked into some weird shit in my years on ships, so whatever he had going on was not going to bother me. And I knocked! Twice! Okay, so he didn't say come in, but you know when you have the momentum built up and it's like the door just opens itself? It just opens itself! So I went on in because I had given myself the talk. Today's the day you're going to tell Captain Dunn, or shit, leave him a note, to just make Salazar first lieutenant and get it over with, and I wasn't letting myself weasel out of it. Except, obviously, I didn't get a chance to say any of that because I walked into the captain's quarters and there he was. It was... What the fuck is this? I am shaking? Hold on a second. One second. Oh, God, why are you so... Hmm. I have no fucking clue. (laughs) Anyway, where was I? Oh, right! My captain, with a needle in his arm, and a recording of himself playing from his comms in the corner. Trying to give himself a suggestion, right? I didn't listen long enough to hear what it was supposed to be, but it sounded a whole lot like a motivational speech. Like, you are wonderful, you are magnificent. I should have butted in and made a really great suggestion. Something like, you are going to turn this ship around and turn yourself into the authorities. But I didn't want to... I remembered what you said about fucking people up with bad suggestions, and even done. If that's going to happen, it's better he does it to himself. I have got to go tell Salazar. I have to get us off this ship. Oh, wait. Lieutenant Green, you left too soon for me to explain. There's nothing to explain, Captain. Nothing happened. I think under the circumstances, we really should make you First Lieutenant. I haven't wanted to say anything, but some things have been falling between the cracks. It's a tough job. You'll be busy, but I think you're up for it. It'll keep you occupied and out of trouble, right? Right. Well, I'll share the news at the first bell. Sleep well, Lieutenant Green. Yes, Captain. Thank you. What you didn't see, it isn't your concern. What I do in the privacy of my own cabin has no impact on our work together. I'm glad you understand that. Yes. But... 
whose gun was that? Whose Pasithea gun was that? Not to worry, Lieutenant. I'll have it back to them in no time. Without Pasithea in it. So, when they find themselves cornered by an other, they have nothing. Lieutenant. How many crew member guns are empty now? Lieutenant. What are they supposed to do? Say, don't worry, my captain said it was none of our concern? I'm sorry to see you're still living with so much stress, Green. Pasithea guns are useless against an enemy that doesn't exist. Take comfort. They are going to die because of you. Not if you do exactly as I say. Tell no one, say nothing. That is an order, Lieutenant. Well, too late for that. Don't need to tell me how far it is to my own room, Gonzales. You're tilting. Stop tilting. I'm not tilting anything. Ugh. Get ready to pivot. Oh, will you just... Call incoming from Captain Green. Oh my god, you don't think smuggling illicit scientific specimens through a hotel service corridor is the right time to have your comms on silent? At least I know better than to say that out loud. I told you, there's no one here. I know how to bribe hotel staff. I'm not a child. I have no idea what that means. Call incoming from Computer, Captain please Green. ignore call. Okay, let me just get the key. Oh, Christ. Okay, let me just give this a shove and... Jeez, wake up the whole floor, why don't you? Shut up and lock the door. Oh my god, you can't just open the case. Like, put on gloves for Christ's sake. This is Bella, EG3591, and she's over a hundred years old, and she's been in a hundred different textbooks, and she's been studied by some of the brightest minds in the system. So can you please show her a little respect? This isn't Bella. What? I thought you said your creepy Cassandra in contact was robbing the University Museum for you. The Xenoanthropology Department was working with the Queen's Guard to supply corpses for their other experiments in Santa Viola last year. My guy knew the right person, so this one's fresh. I mean, freshish. My contact thinks she was collected in the meteor field outside of Vestria two years ago. She's probably only been dead, mm, maybe ten years, if I had to hazard a guess. Put your fucking gloves on. <laughs> okay, so let's review what we're doing here for a second. Computer, start recording. Now recording. We have the body of an Egerin female in a stasis pod, thanks to your shady Cassandran contacts. We're here to get more information on how Egerins respond biologically to pasithate exposure, so thank God for the stasis field. We're going to inject a contrast medium and begin basic cranial chemoelectric circulatory stimulation. I assume you did the reading I sent you on how to do a basic cranial chemoelectric- Yes, Moreau, I did my homework. Do you have the needles? Yep, right here. Okay, so we're going to insert N13 and N17 into the anterior eye sockets, bypassing the eyes themselves. Like an old-fashioned lobotomy. Sure, if you want to be creepy about it. Okay, you want to watch me do N13 and then do N17? Fine. Okay, you want to hit the corner here and then slide it under the membrane, like... 
presto. Got it? Got it. I'm gonna prep N4 and N10. Wait, fuck, you have to avoid the- <sighs> Nero, what the hell is this? You hit the subocular sac. Avoiding the subocular sac was in the reading. Oh my god, that- that went up my nose. Okay, we need to get this off our skin yesterday. Where, where's your... Where's... Moreau, my hands are shaking. Yeah, that's gonna get worse. I've read about this. We're not going to die, but we are definitely going to get really, really high. What? You popped its subocular sac like a balloon, and we are covered in its weird limbic juices, which means we are not about to die, but we are about to suffer an effect that Dr. Zhang He described as frighteningly psychedelic. So, buckle up. No, no, sorry, I absolutely refuse. I'm going to call someone. I'm calling someone right now because this is not happening. Computer. You don't know who to call. You can't call Sophie. That's stupid. What would Sophie do? Moon would clean up your mess and put us back in the busy work lab. All our colleagues would just report us to Moon. Who else do you even know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess no one. I I mean, I don't know anyone else here. It's not like Frederica could help from so far away. It's a two-day flight. Yes, thank you, Moreau. But two days to Medea is still two days away, so Frederica is still out of reach. I call her Freddy, not Frederica. Frederica is a beautiful name. All her friends call her Frederica. It's just you who can't stop calling her Freddy like you're still six. It's a little embarrassing for both of you. Whoa, okay, this is... How do you know who Freddy is? What? Freddy. She's your big sister. She's Ferris's mom now, and you feel weird about that because he's still your kid, even though you weren't ready to be a parent back then. But you shouldn't feel weird. Honestly, I, I think that only people who want to be parents should be parents. Dad didn't want to be a parent. Not my dad. Your dad. Dad. That asshole. You're not an asshole. Ferris loves you. If you were his parent instead of his TT, he'd hate how busy you are. I mean, he might resent you when he's a teenager, but teenagers do that anyway, so it's not worth worrying about. George, George, I don't think... Janie, we are way past that. Stop freaking out. You're always freaking out, and it freaks me out. You're freaking out. Uh, am I a child to you? You you look at me and you just see yourself four years ago? I mean, I didn't end up with a baby at 20. A baby's got nothing on Evelyn. You're not... Oh my god, stop thinking about a purple elephant. You've been sending reports on me to Joe. To Leo. Director Diaz. It's just protocol. It's just what you do. You don't even feel bad about it. It's just what you do. You think I've been doing the same thing. It's not like you don't get it. I mean, you don't get it. You're a baby, but... Stop, stop, stop. I don't want to know that. Blanc is such a fucking creep. Oh my god, that smile with the coffee. His hand on our waist like that. That is beyond not okay. How did he know Janie is what Evelyn called us? How could he tell how we felt about him? Could he just sense it? Are we the kind of person people just understand how to target? No, 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 no. We don't want to think about the war. We don't want to think about the funeral. We don't want to think about the footage of Letnos in the news and not knowing where Amita was. We don't... It's not good for us to think about Evelyn, George. We have to keep it together. We are scientists. We are not... The last thing he said was nice Ferris is safe and we don't have time for remembering. Oh God, that's so awful. We don't understand how we could bear to look at her after what she- Amita was never going to stay with us. The little cuts on her face. Ferris looking at the hummingbirds. We loved her. That's the worst That's part. the worst part. Fuck. Stop Fuck. freaking out. We're always freaking out and it freaks us out. Dr. Jong said the effects are short term and never result in permanent brain damage, so we are going to be fine. We're not fine. We're never going to be fine again. We can't lie like this. 
I can feel you. I can feel you. Wait. Oh, God. That's it. That is it. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Zalazar? What? Why are you calling me? Where are you? I thought you had that job with Green. I do. That's why I'm calling. Why are you whispering? It's three in the morning. And also, I recently found out something about our captain. But you shouldn't tell anyone about this, Stepto. Least of all your mother-in-law. If she found out, Command would have to do something about it. About what? Do you promise... You are really starting to freak me out. What's going on? <sighs> well, yesterday, Green wanted to talk with the captain about something and... Cullen, get me off this ship. Lieutenant Green, I have no idea why you'd think I have control over where you go and when. Because you do. Not anymore, I don't. Be patient. You're doing good work there, I'm sure. Cullen, there are reasons. Real reasons. Captain Dunn is... Look, I know you're listening to this. Just pick up. Or not. Some of us sleep, Lieutenant Green. Your current coordinates make conversation difficult. Just tell me what your complaint is, and we'll see. Are you sharing these with anyone? You know I can't answer that. Hello there, Sophie. This is Agent Blanc. I've been listening in, and I have to say something before your little situation continues to devolve. Telling anyone about your captain's questionable actions is very unwise for several reasons. One, I shouldn't have to remind you that the current relationship between Cassandra, Medea, and the PSA is complicated. You have already tested our relationship with Medea, only they had as much to lose as we did in that particular instance. The PSA, on the other hand, has everything to gain from a public conflagration. Captain Dunn is a chess piece they can afford to lose. As are you. Two, do you really think it is in Cassandra's best interests for the public to know that the Pasithea administration system the Pasithea gun, as you so quaintly put it, is so easily compromised? Think about it from their perspective. We allowed the Rowley conspirators to resume work on Pasithea, and now it is freely available for abuse. You may not care what befalls someone like David Allegros. In fact, I believe you once punched him in the face. But I've been listening long enough to know that there is another Rowley conspirator who is very close to your... Heart. Three, I wouldn't think someone with your history would rush to judgment. Think on it, Sophie. Your device is about to deactivate. Please connect to a power source. Jane, 
Your device is about to deactivate. Please connect to a power source. Yeah, I got it. One sec. Your device is about... Wow. Yeah. Are you... I mean, I think I'm feeling more singular. Singular. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, my head feels like it's just my head again. God, that was... There aren't words. I get why the reading is so light on detail now. It was like... The only thing I can think of is when I walked into a cathedral a few years ago and just started crying. Like, just being in that really big room triggered something in my body physically, without me needing to be sad about anything. Like, fainting at the sight of blood, or getting chills at the opera. Some kind of vasovagal nerve stimulation. The thing your body does when it's experiencing an emotion your brain can't handle, except it's not even your emotion. An empathy flu. Yeah. That's... How do you explain that? Agarans don't interpret communication. They share feelings as communication. Emotion-based telepathy. We soaked ourselves in feelings juice and crashed into each other's brains. Okay, well, it sounds really gross when you put it like that. Explain that last insight we had. I think I got the broad strokes, but it's different outside of your head. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, if we incorporate Egerin Feelings Juice, look, just tell me what the actual name is later. I know you need to look it up. If we incorporate this hormone into the pasithate therapy we've been developing with the rest of the team, The problem with pasithate therapy right now is that when you expose someone to pasithea, they become hyper-suggestible. So, hypothetically, you could suggest that the brain remembers something it previously forgot. But pasithea reconstruction permanently alters short- and long-term memory. The neural pathways aren't there for the brain to recreate. The most you could do is implant false memories that matched up with the therapist's understanding of what was forgotten. But if we managed to combine Pasithea with Egerin Empathy Juice, then we could trigger the patient's emotional memory and rebuild memory chains based on the emotional strength of the memory in question. It it wouldn't work if the patient had no strong feelings about the memories they lost. But in general, those aren't the kinds of memories good or bad actors are trying to alter. Think about it. If you used Pasithea to forget your grandmother died, and you walked into a cathedral, you might still cry. Because your body is reacting to the memory, not your mind. Your body remembers the big stone room, the way things sound and smell and feel different in a room that big, and it knows that once you were in a room like this, and you felt love and grief very intensely, your body reacts to the emotional memory without bothering to activate your mind. You cry, even if you don't consciously know it's because you're thinking about your grandmother's funeral. And if we can give people a concentrated dose of that feeling, a targeted emotional shove, then we might be able to access memory as it lives in the body and recreate it from there. Exactly. Oh my god. You goddamned maniac. (laughs) You brilliant little baby. Is this going to work? George, this is going to work. (laughs) Okay, I think we can go ahead and... Sophie. What is it with you people? It's Lieutenant Green. If Agent Cullen can get it, so can you. You have Cullen wrapped around your finger, don't you? I don't think anyone has Cullen wrapped around their finger. How adorable. 
this is beside the goddamn point. I just wanted to let you know that I have thrown everything out of the airlock, so unless you bugged my comms, it's gone. It was in your right boot. The fuck? You could have just asked. I would have told you. Was getting a little dull listening to you. Was that all? Blanc, I'm not afraid of you. I never have been. You've been bugging me for what? For fun? Okay. You're a class A creep with no potential for promotion and... I'm guessing, genuinely questionable taste in sunglasses. Do us both a favor and crawl back wherever you came from. Sophie. Lieutenant Green. Sophie, I promise, if I wanted to have fun, I could do much better than listening in on your trite peccadilloes. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks. You can go straight to hell or back to building bird cages or whatever horrifying hobby you have. Bye. Hmm... Yes. I'm surprised. You were many things, but I didn't think you would be this incurious. Incurious. Yes. Incurious about? I was sure you'd be thinking about it. Worrying over it like a dog with a bone. I've dropped enough hints. I'm hanging up now. There is something you want desperately to know. Jane Gonzalez won't tell you. I can. (laughs) Sure you can. There aren't any records of that. I was treated for stress. I don't need to see any records. All it took was a little digging. You could have figured it out yourself long ago. I wonder why you didn't. Was it because she didn't want you to know? What do you mean? You know what I mean. Blanc, if you don't tell me in the next ten seconds, I will reach through these columns and strangle you. That would defeat the purpose. Say please. Please, you sadistic motherfucker. Pretty please, you absolute turd. Tell me why Jane Gonzalez gave me Pasithea powder. (sighs) You had fun during the war, didn't you? I'll give you that. Everything you did, you did with flair. There was to be an attack on a Median target. You had orders to lead a flight through the neutral zone and breach the Median line so that others could follow. You were an expertly wielded needle. Everyone was so keen to follow Captain Sophie Green. Everything went according to plan until you had... Let's call it traffic. Traffic up ahead. There were ships in the neutral zone where there shouldn't have been ships. Never mind that. You skim past them, lead everyone past them. Then you see a heavily armed Median ship ahead almost hiding behind all this unusual traffic, clearly lying in wait. So you decide to take care of it. What follows is more battle replay than even I can make interesting. You chase each other. Eventually, despite the odds, you prevail. The ship is hit. It's going down fast. They're launching escape pods. And, with all eyes on you, you can't resist another parting shot. So you launch a last barrage, 
like tossing a ball over your shoulder and waiting for the swish of the net. Later, they'll say the Salida del Sol flew their stolen shuttles up into the neutral zone during a battle, and that's why they were killed. Six people died when those poor, silly pacifists tried to form a human chain during a firefight. But that's not quite true. Forty people died, not six. And there was no firefight until you got there. (laughs) Your people saw you firing over your shoulder and joined in, and then so did the Medeans. So I suppose it's impossible to know exactly how to assign blame. But by the end of it, 40 civilians were dead, including Evelyn Glass. His pretty little body pulverized in space. And you are the reason why. I don't believe... I don't believe you. Yes, you do. There would be records? Forty people? Salida del Sol is... It's documented. Nowhere does it say anything about... Why would it? No, no. Because if I did something like that and you told me all this, it would... would, I would feel it. You didn't want to feel it. You were expertly dosed with Pasithea. And now you know why. Oh my god. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you for being the one to tell me this. You begged me. (laughs) Hi, Sophie. Something weird happened to your last message. I I heard the first part okay, and then the last half just got weird and staticky. I hope everything's fine, or as fine as it can be, given that your boss is a jerk. I'm... I'm sorry that I didn't respond earlier. You're right. We should be able to talk about our arguments like adults. We can do that. Later, I I promise. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm a little distracted. I just need to tell you. (sighs) Sophie, I think we figured it out. George and I, we're... (laughs) We've made a real breakthrough. No... No promises. We haven't actually made it yet, but... I think we finally found a way to reverse Pasithea. I have to go. We've we've got a lot of work to do, but I I wanted you to know. This is it. This is the way I make up for everything. All the horrible things I've... (laughs) God, you have no idea what it feels like to just know there's a light at the end of the long, dark tunnel. God, listen to me. I'm sorry, I've got to go. I just... (sighs) Things might actually be okay, you know? Some things might work out okay. I'll... I'll call you later. Thank you for listening to the Pasithea Powder. This was episode 18, The Truth. Tune in next time for... The Consequences. 
Captain Sophie Green was portrayed by Jackie Hedman. Dr. Jane Gonzalez was portrayed by Molly O'Gean. And Agent Cullen was portrayed by Antal Specter Zabuski. John Hedman returned as David Allegros, and Colin Killick returned as Agent Blanc. Alyssa Park was Lieutenant Salazar, and Kat Evans was Lieutenant Steptoe. Brandon Wynn was Captain Dunn. George Moreau was voiced by Tim Briggs. The voice of the computer was Cade Lebron, and the Median automated voice was Anne D. Hedman. Narration by The Thief of Joy. Original music by Annie Moriondo. If you've enjoyed our little story, we hope you'll tell your friends about us and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. You can also find us on Twitter at Pasathea Powder or on our website, PasatheaPowder.com, where show scripts are available. To help us do what we do best, please consider becoming a patron. For bonus content and to support production costs, find us on Patreon. Or to make a one-time donation, visit our Ko-fi. The Pasathea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Dr. Gonzalez and Captain Green will return in episode 19, Unforgivable.